Yep. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the Unfiltered Crew? It is Christopher Roush and Scott Goyette. Tonight, you're at your Unfiltered Experience every Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. But today, it's a special show. We're broadcasting 3 p.m. Pacific Central Time, Pacific Standard Time, and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We appreciate you guys being here early for the special show. we got some things going on, so we decided instead of just bringing you a replay, we'd come to you a little bit early, and perhaps you can get your weekend started a little bit sooner. So thank you guys for being here. Whether you're live or on the replay, we always appreciate you guys tuning in. And if you're tuning in on the podcast, just to let you know, this is actually a video cast as well that is, uh, that is uh, produced out of YouTube, our unfiltered group page and uh also facebook so we just appreciate you guys being here and we're looking forward to a great conversation what's up my brother scott how are you doing this beautiful friday well first of all i would like to lead us off with a little bit of gratitude chris because you were kind enough and our future guest who we'll introduce in a minute was kind enough to switch time so uh, a good buddy of mine uh, his wife's going to be out of town he's got front row tickets to see david gray one of those singer songwriters from a few years back and he was kind enough to invite me and when people are kind i try to jump on board so I'm going to get to go to that, and that's why we're going to be doing this early. So I like to be honest. Full, you know, we always talk about transparency, authenticity. Yeah. And I also thought of something, too, though. I love chances like this because maybe there's some people who can't do it later. It's earlier. So we might have a different crowd here. So I'm looking forward to some new faces, new comments. I see all goodness, Chris. But I am sweating like crazy because I've been <laughs> running around all day. And I know you are, too. I'm trying to diffuse. I got the fan going. Uh -huh. I've got two fans on. I literally was just at my son's graduation or my graduation. Fuck me. Uh, I was at my son's orientation. Yeah. And uh, my wife decided that she needed to go to the front office and get on this, the, the school system and everything. I'm like, I have to do a show in like 18 minutes. And she's like, well, you better start walking. And so I literally had to run 20 minutes with my bad back and then shoes oh. without socks. And I was just like, all right, this is fun. I'm like crippling down the road. People are probably going like, look at the poor guy. He's trying to run. I'm so sorry. But uh, we make it. We always make it because we're unstoppable, ladies we, and gentlemen. We always make it. What they don't see on the other side is there's usually 30 seconds to go. Like, you know, I'm on my boxers throwing on a shirt. Somebody's yelling at me. Like, and all of a sudden you're like, here we are. Right, here we are. We show up. And that's what we there. want for you guys. We guys want you to show up every single Friday, join us in these conversations, whether it's just Scott and myself or with a particular guest, Absolutely. because we're here to inspire you to expand your mind, increase your courage and your confidence to go out there and live your life. No excuses, no excuses. And as always, we want to do a little shout out here for our friends in our community at Help Heal Humanity. It's yes. helphealhumanity.org. It's uh, it's one of the organizations that both Scott and I are very passionate about supporting. Serena Buffalino is one of the most amazing people on planet Earth, and she is selfishly giving herself tirelessly every single day to make the world a better place, building schools in Haiti, feeding the homeless in Hamilton, Ontario, and we're doing things here in the United States. We just got through doing a, an educational program for at-risk kids. So we're constantly going, going, and going. So if you're looking for an organization to donate some money or donate some time or even just your social currency to get the to get the word out, please go check out helphealhumanity.org. We would love and appreciate you for doing that. It's an incredible organization. And the new thing we're asking is if you happen to work for an organization that doesn't currently support a nonprofit, 
We would love an opportunity to go in there and speak to them and have what we call the employee contribution program implemented so where maybe everybody can just take one or 2% of their paycheck and, and know it goes to a worthy cause uh, to help us build schools and continue to feed the children in need, feed the people in need and actually get educational programs out to people. So helphealhumanity.org. We appreciate you guys for supporting that. If you get anything out of the show, please go do whatever you can, even if it's just five bucks or even just sharing out the organization. We appreciate you guys for doing that. And uh, without any further ado, let's just jump right into it. Tonight, we have a great guest. We're going to be talking about motivation, inspiration, real talk, real stories about, you know, a journey of a person who has gone to hell and back. Literally, we're going to hear her story. We're going to hear how she overcame insurmountable odds to be able to come here and speak to us today. Without any further ado, please welcome to the Unfiltered Experience, Miss Renee Reich. Miss Renee, how are you doing tonight, my dear? I'm doing great thank you so much for having me on i'm just really honored to be here with both of you i feel like here i was i ready to show up and you're both running sweating to get here for me to make this happen phone calls back and forth you did great i'm so i'm so happy to be with both of you and to share our voices together Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just glad when I looked up as Scotty wasn't wearing a white shirt because normally I wear a black and sometimes we match and sometimes we don't match. So I'm the, I'm the salt and he's the pepper. Oh yeah. <laughs> Two flavors that make a steak take, taste great together, Christopher. Ooh, that's yeah. Right well, that's, that we should, that, that should be our new tagline. Two we flavors make, that make, we a, make steak a steak taste, taste great, great together. together? I, I, was, I was having trouble saying that. That was a little can much. You, can you say that? I don't want to do it again. It was hard. Let me, uh, let me hydrate myself. So welcome to the show, Renee. Um, one of the questions that we've been asking people at the beginning of the show, obviously a lot of stuff has been happening in the world over the last couple of years. And just out of curiosity, how has the COVID period of life been for you? And, you know, the lockdowns and the isolations and the different things that have happened, you know, whether it's impacted your business or anything, what are some of the things that you've learned from this period of time as our world, uh, evolves and, uh, and, uh, and pivots? Great question. Something I knew before that is even come even to a stronger message now is the impact that authenticity in relationships has. Because I have not traveled so much virtually as I have during this pandemic. I was on a Zoom call, just a, a call earlier today with Ireland. When oh. would I meet Ireland? I mean, just, you know, just out of, it just happened. I, we, we were both on LinkedIn. And he said, are you available now? Because can you meet tomorrow? It was like 9 p.m. there. He said, how about now? Because I've got other stuff going on. He said, okay, let's make it happen. What's your link? Here's my link. Shot it over to him. Next thing I know, I'm on an hour-long call with an influencer in Ireland, and he's coming on a show I'm doing next week. So you just, you never know. I mean, it's, it's different than it was uh, two years ago. We're in a different world right now, and everyone had to pivot in some way. You could either you know, just have the mindset of what am I going to do? Oh my God. And, and freak out or go, okay, let's get creative. You know, what's going on? What are other people in my industry doing? How are they shifting? And how can I make this work for me? We never want to, you know, just do what somebody else is doing because you want to put your own spin of oil to it. It's your life. It's your journey. But how can I make it work for the business that I'm in and just go and do it? You know, don't be, don't worry so much about being perfect. Just go and do it and make it happen. And, no one's perfect. We know this. I know this. I'll be the first to stand in line as a leader of not perfect, but that's okay. I used to worry so much about the imperfect with everything about everything I did, but I'm like, you know what? The right people are going to be around me at the right time. And they're yeah. not perfect either. And nothing has to be just so to make a move. 
Well, tell us, a, tell us about a time when you learned about that. Tell us about a time in your life where you maybe were looking at something being perfect and God's source universe said, it's not going to be perfect. And here's the lesson you need to learn from that. The hardest lesson was losing my voice, trying to take care of every single person under the sun, but me making sure everything was just so, and making sure everybody was taken care of exactly the right thing, the right time, say the right thing, do the right thing, please everybody. Well, I was digging a grave for myself to, to bury myself six feet under. That so was no, a hard, hard lesson, a very difficult lesson. So knowing that the universe makes no mistakes, why do you think you might have lost your voice? Because I always ask this question to myself when something happens and I'm like, this is not fair. This is not right. Like, what was the lesson sitting there, you think? I'm going to say that at the time. It didn't happen for me. It happened to me. And I was out of my mind. I was literally, uh, I guess we'll just get right into it. I fell into a deep depression. I mm. didn't want to, I don't want to live anymore. I did not want to live because uh, what happened is I had sores on my vocal cords that mm. were insurmountable. And, uh, you know, I couldn't even swallow my own saliva. It was just extreme. Wow. Pain. Yeah. And I, I looked forward. This is an interesting thing that I, I I realized not at the time. <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty with or without glasses. I will tell you this right now. You're blurry without my glasses, but even without them, um, it, it's you know it's interesting. So you know we always want to do the right thing and, and say the right thing, and I don't know if we always do, but I, I always did. And in taking care of everybody else, I really got so ill, like I was saying, and I was pulled out of life with no voice. And no way out of my own situation that I knew of. And doctors couldn't help me. Western medicine was not the answer. They told me they, they couldn't help me. They, they, they had no answers. They took 20 vials of blood trying to figure out what's wrong with me, trying to peel back the layer of the onion and give me an answer of, here you go, take two and call me in the morning kind of thing. They was not take two, take this, take, they could not give me anything, literally nothing. Wow. I was, I'm surprised that I wasn't in the hospital with an IV coming out of my arm because I wasn't eating or drinking. Uh, I couldn't, as I said, swallow my own saliva because it was too painful. And what I started saying is that I looked forward to going back to bed when I woke up because I wanted to escape the pain. What I'm going to say is, as is in life, what you are meant to face, you cannot escape. Right say that because I would wake up in the middle of the night in such flipping pain that wow. I would think and spit up my own saliva because it was so pain. and I would cry yet I had no voice to hear my pain it was just the water coming down my cheeks so what shifted for you? What I mean, what changed the trajectory of all that? If the doctors couldn't do anything and, and you're in all this stuff, what was the thing that shifted? Was it God's source universe or was it, did you find a, a, an alternative medicine or something? It was, it was God's source universe. <laughs> it was having a beautiful soul, my best friend in my life. When I didn't believe in me and I was giving up on me because I didn't, as I said, I didn't want to be here anymore because it was just too painful. It was too painful and there was no hope. There was literally, we have nothing to give you. You are I'm just like suffering in silence. And it was more than that. It was like suffocating in silence because I had no voice. Uh, I, I looked out of my window, like a hospital window. I was at home just looking out the window. It wasn't like catch up on Netflix. I don't even know what Netflix 
it was going, it was 2013. Um, you know, it wasn't like read a good book. I just, it was, I was like uncomfortable being, existing, was discomfort. It was every 24 seven. Like sometimes when you have a cold or you're sick, the morning is bad, the evening is bad. Cause you know, you're, it usually it turns out that way. And the afternoon is like the best of the, the you know, when you're right. not, cause you're not laying down. Or This was 24 seven, nothing was better. And um, I always got messages on my phone. I could never answer the phone because I couldn't talk. And like not even a squeak, like not even, I can't. Oh, no, it like, wasn't laryngitis. That's the thing. It wasn't laryngitis where you could maybe whisper and you could try to get your, so which you nothing. should anyway because you're straining your voice. No, there was, okay, so my vocal cords were riddled with sores. So there was no sound coming out. They were not, they were not touching each other. Like if you look up your vocal cords, they're like these two rubber bands. Yep. And they were not, they were not connecting to, to get a voice, to get a, um, a sound. Yeah, a vibration. Now, a vibration, right? It's a vibration. So there was nothing to come out. So it wasn't like, you know, just don't talk, stay quiet while it's healing. There, I couldn't talk if I wanted to. You could give me a million bucks, nothing would come out. It was sores on top of my cords. So nothing was going to come out. Uh, and it's interesting. Somebody recently asked me on one of the, the shows I was on, and it was a question I'd never been asked. And they said, do you remember the last words you spoke before you lost your voice? Mm. That's good a good question, one. Right? Yeah. It's a great question. I have no idea. Like, I didn't know I wasn't going to speak. I didn't know, exactly. like, it was at 2 p.m. on Friday that it went, you know, silent. I mean, so it I wasn't phased. It wasn't just gradual. It just was, like, overnight? It just, well, it was one sore that started. And I went to urgent care because I said there was, like, a sore in my throat. I felt that there was a sore in my throat. And then the next day, my best friend, who was watching over me, I know this, I feel this, uh, along with my father. And she took me back to urgent care the next day because it was like as bad as it was that first day, it felt 10 times worse. And so I went back to urgent care and that once or she had told my uh, my best friend, she goes, you gotta get her to the ER now. I said, well, how many, I still had a voice, how many sores are there? She goes, just get her there. I'm like, okay. She already had known me from the day before when I was, you know, and she's like, I'm not telling her, this girl's gonna freak out but if I tell her how many sores. Or maybe she, or maybe there were so many she couldn't even see. I don't even I don't even know the answer, but it was enough to say I can't help her. You got to get her to the emergency room now. So it's like out of her hands. She's got she needs help. And I also didn't know that my voice was going to literally escape me. People say your words escape you. My whole voice escaped me, and it was literally losing my voice was the beginning of finding my voice in a way yeah. I anticipated I never anticipated and it didn't happen then it's like well how you know what was the the point that you start? it wasn't like she doesn't have one you know look at that and then she has one it wasn't that I, gosh if it were like you know it's gone it's back it took it took about a year close to a year for me to fully regain the use of my voice like I said if you look up your vocal cords these rubber bands and they're not used for, you know, such a long time. And they weren't, they weren't connecting. There was no friction together to make a sound to come out of them. And I was just silent. I was silenced because I was always going to running, running, running. Like you guys were talking about before you got here. I was like, that was me through life. My dad used to say, you've got to stop and smell the roses. You know what I did one time? This is, I'm chuckling a little bit. It's really far from funny. 
where I live, actually, at my, my mom's house right now, where she used to share this with dad. And as I said, I know he's watching over me too. And I have, where I live, I have rose bushes outside. I remember running to work. I was running to my car and I'm like, no, dad said, I got to stop this mother. I took everything. I have my, my hands full. I went, I went over and smelled the, I said, okay, dad, I smelled the roses. And I went back in my car. I'm like, really? That's, that's not really what he meant. You know, <laughs> slow down, slow down. Enjoy and life. Yeah. Home. I enjoy life. I'm the same, so same so yeah. I have a question for you, Renee. So yes. one of the things that, you know, Chris and I talk about a lot and, you know, a lot of the guests that we've had on that have been, you know, super amazing guests, we talk about getting out of our mind and into our heart. And many of us, of course, speak from our mind. And what I'm hearing and just an interpretation that could be one interpretation from the universe is when we're constantly speaking from our mind and saying all the things that we think we need to say because the news said it or the teacher said it or this is what I think you need. It just ends up being so much noise and we all do it. If if your transformation is allowing you to speak from the heart, just tell me in one sentence and take your time to think. And just when I say think, I don't mean think from here. Think from your heart. Yeah. In one sentence, just say what you think from your heart, what you think this lesson might have been. Because there's something beautiful that comes from any of our darkest moments. The dark soul, you know, when you go to those spaces, the dark night of soul, there's something beautiful that comes from that. So in one sentence from the heart, take as much time as you need. We can say it for 30 minutes, but just let it come from your heart. Cause I love when people do that. It's a great one. <clears throat> so <clears throat> got her choked up. Uh, yeah, you did. Uh, it was really to slow down in life yes. and in every area of life to enjoy it and to really stop and smell the roses, not the physical roses, but the roses that life, the beauty that life has to offer and take time out for yourself, not in a selfish way, in a selfless way. So you can be there for you and then for others in a bigger and better way. Oh, I love it. It feels good. Nice. It feels good speaking that from the heart, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and then that's, Quite honestly, you know, we, we come on podcasts like, you know, Chris and I go on, we get exceed everyone. We want to tell everyone all the things we think they're supposed to say. Like you said, what's the perfect show look like? And, you know, from doing this for the last few years with Chris, to me, the perfect show is the most imperfect sh show where <laughs> something shows up and we speak from the heart or something goes wrong or something's not right, you know? And so, so I love it. What do you yeah. think, Chris? <laughs> No, I, I mean, that's, that's, that's the true nature of what it is that we do is when we disconnect from this and we start connecting with this, that's where the true meaning in life. I mean, I know from me, most of my life, I've always been very cerebral and very result oriented and outcome oriented. It's like, if I do this and I do this, then I'll get X amount of outcome. But then when you just get still, that's what I was, somebody asked me today, what my son has taught me. And I said, he's taught me to be still. He's taught me to enjoy the moments, like to actually be in the moment. I think that's the message your dad was sending you. It was like, stop the smell of roses. Just stop. So often we're go, go, go. We're, we're results oriented. Like if I do this and I'll get that, then, you know, we just miss life. And then all of a sudden we get to a point where life stops us and we're like, oh, this is what it means to stop. You know, they'll, they'll actually put it on me. I was just on our buddy Serena. I was just telling her earlier today. I said, if you don't slow down, I said, something's going to happen to cause you to slow down. And for me, I was going, going, going. I was like, I'm invincible. I'm invincible. And I woke up one day and my adrenals were shot and I had no more energy. I went to the doctor. I said, fix it. And he goes, you have to rest. 
He goes, that's all you got to do is you got to rest. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I said, I can't rest. I got to keep going. I got all these things going on. He goes, you need to rest. And so from that point forward, like listening to my soul, listening to that whisper, you know, and just being present in the moment, there's so much joy and there's so much gift in that, that we don't need to be constantly consumed with the outside world. We can just be still in our heart. And actually Scott's taught me a lot about that too. Yeah. That Ron's, is, yeah. Ron's got a good question for you. Ron FK uh, popped on a good friend of ours. He said, yeah. how long did it take for you to recover and have your voice back? You know, from the beginning to end, was it, was it a partial or was it one day? There you are again. Good question. And so thank you, Ron. Was, thank, you, Ron. thank you, Ron, for chiming in and for your question. So I was, it's interesting. I was in corporate America mm. taking care of multi-million dollar teams that I was responsible for, as well as corporate initiatives that they gave to me because they saw that I was connecting with the people in the building. They saw that all this stuff. So they kept giving me more and more to do. And of course, I, people pleasing, said, oh, how could I say no, right? How could I say no? If you think I can do it, I got to figure out a way to do it. Uh, and it, I was out of work. It was a three and a half, three and a half month LOA. At the time, LOA was leave of absence. Now to me, it means law of attraction. LOA, <laughs> complete different meaning then to now. You were attracted to the law of getting better. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's what it was. And then once back to corporate America, actually, I was pulled out again. I wanted to get back so badly. I ended up going back and then I was pulled out again for another three weeks. My body, like my mind wanted to get talking about, you know, hard head and my body wasn't there yet. I was pulled out for another like three weeks when I went back because I kind of fainted while I went back. So uh, I wasn't I wasn't quite ready. Um, and so I was pulled out again. And then it took close to a year for me to fully regain the use of my voice. So it would go in and out like that rubber band. So when you rub, a, if you just take a rubber and you're like this, this is a snap. But if you rub it together and you create that energy and you heat it up and you pull, you get more life out of it. It's it's like our muscles, they atrophy when they're not used. When you, when you go into the gym or you go to work out, you don't just start running, you know, 10 miles, unless of course you're Christopher Roush and you got to be at the podcast <laughs> and then you just have to do it and without warming up because you don't know what's happening. Nope. Other than that, you warm up. <laughs> Love you, Chris. Uh, so, um, you know, you just do that. And then what happened is they totally atrophied. So they weren't used. Wow. And I had to do these exercises. And actually in my book, which I you know we'll talk about that. I took one of the exercises was taking a look in the mirror. And I said, talking about having to look at yourself in the mirror. That was a hardcore look. It was, you know, metaphoric and real. So it was very interesting. It took, like I said, I would start talking and I was just, you know, in charge of all these teams and I had to present and I had to do things and speak to people and it would go, 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 go. And it would go out. And it was like, nothing came out. I'm like, oh, then I also noticed that when I was stressed, it go, it would go like, mm -hmm. it was like one, two, three out. It would just go out and nothing would come. I'm like, uh Oh, so um, <laughs> stress is certainly not a good thing. It was a, it was the voice was like gone and, it was a really interesting uh, journey back to self, which I think a lot of times when we lose, you know, losing your voice or losing something is what is showing up. Like, what is it that is really happening? And like you said, you're, you can't slow down. Doc said, you got to slow down. I don't, I got this, I got that. <laughs> Chris, that was me. That was me. Yeah. I woke up my best friend. She literally 
said, slow down. Like she yelled at me, slow down. She saw what was happening. I'm like, no, I can't. I have to do this. I have, I have to, I have to, I have to. Mm -hmm. You and realized you didn't, happened. you didn't have to, right? Because somebody else had to do it for you I had, or had to help you out. That, that car, my body came to a screeching halt and said, you have to do nothing. You're going to do nothing, but sit your butt down and just do nothing. You don't know what it feels like to do nothing. When I had days off and I, you know, I even wrote in this, in the book also, I wrote, I look forward to days off. Most people would think, oh yeah, of course you look forward to resting. You look forward to a day off to take a breath. Oh no. I would mm -hmm. say, okay, Monday, Tuesday, I'm off Wednesday. So if I get up at this time, I could stay up late. I, I don't work till one o'clock the next day because it's retail, I work different shifts. I maybe could stay up till midnight or one. I work at eight. I was already doing the math in my head. If I get this much hour, I could, this, I could sleep for maybe five hours. <laughs> so you still yeah. weren't learning the lesson. Oh no, this was, this was when I, you know, no, before I, before oh, I came okay. to the hall. Yeah, I was doing that. I was looking forward to days off to see how much more work I could done while I was off, not take a breath and go, Oh, I'm off tomorrow. I could rest. It's like, no, great. I got, you know, 10 hours, 12 hours. I could do all this stuff for work because mm -hmm. I wanted to get on the floor with my teens. So why do you, oh, go ahead, Scott. I was going to say, why, why, why do you think, and I'll, you know, I'll use the word addicted. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but why do you think you're addicted or at least like so um, attached to busyness? Because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of reasons why we collectively are attached to business. For you personally, why do you think you were? And if you might still be a little bit, talk about that. And then the third part of the question is when you don't attach to business, what do you see on the other side of that? Because I love these answers because I've watched my process go from super attached to busy to being able to go on a vacation and literally be. And that is yeah. not who I thought I was in my identity. I thought I was adventure, adventure, do, do, do. This is how I grade my, now I can go sit and relax and do nothing. So first part of the question is why addicted, you know, and then in the progress, what do you see differently now if you're no longer addicted or attached? It's a good one. Yeah. So why addicted? Actually, I would say that is the word addicted. Um, you know, I thankfully didn't have any addictions to any um, drugs or alcohol or any or, you know, anything like that. But you know what? Fill in the blank of your addiction. Sure. Mm -hmm. Drug of choice, food, sex, Avoidance. drugs, alcohol. Mm -hmm. And I would say because maybe you don't want to face yourself or your own demons or whatever they are in you. And I didn't realize this. Hindsight is twenty twenty, as I said, with or without your glasses or my glasses, you guys aren't wearing any. Well, I should um, be. I can barely see you guys, but you look awesome. <laughs> you guys both look fantastic. There you go. Let me put them on. Oh, actually, I'm you have blonde hair. I didn't I there. see. Now we all Holy got glasses. Wow, look at you guys. You know, I yeah, we'll shed some more light here. So it, it's really, I think. Um, not, not really as a, not realizing I was doing it. Cause when you're doing, you can't be or become, right. and it was a rote. It was automatic. I was just doing, 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 and never being, uh, because I was just in that mode of just go, 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 go. This is, we're like, you know, cut from the same cloth. I'm listening to both of you guys. I'm like, wow, I can relate. And so, so it's really, really interesting and to hear both of you and, and as your guests and, you know, it's like, wow, uh, same. I totally relate to this. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. And then I believe, you know, 
when you come to that screeching halt and you don't, don't realize it's that dark night of the soul that you're meant to slow down. And then I did, and I really, I could do nothing. Literally, it wasn't like catching up on a movie or watching your soaps or anything or reading a book. The pain was so, I just wanted it. Like, remember that, what was that that movie um, where they, they flew out of their bodies? The cocoon. cocoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I wish I could have done that. And it's funny because what I do, I base on the butterfly effect because it is that, that shell that we have to go into, that chrysalis stage. So you go, you know, you're crawling, crawling, crawling through life, and then you go into that ooey gooey mucky stage, that crystal yeah. heart shell, where you're transforming to so you can become the person you're gonna be. And everybody's crystal stage is different. Even in the butterfly, when you look it up, it's not the same amount of time for each metamorphosis to take place. And that's the same in life. Yours is gonna be different than mine and Scott's and, and everybody who's watching or listening. It's not the same. And the thing is, we we compare ourselves, especially with social media, scrolling through, look where this one is, look where that one is, look where I am. Oh, my God, how am I? I can't do that. I can never be them. Look how, how successful they are. Nobody knows the crap, excuse me, but nobody knows. Well, you're free to say whatever. That that, whatever. Crap that that other people have gone through. You see the highlight reel of life, that how wonderful things are. But what about the, the mucky, ooey, gooey stages of what mm-hmm. it took to get there? Yeah. About laying in, a, in a, you know, people are laying in dark alleys. I, I read on different things that they were where they were and where they are. I'm like, wow, I didn't know this person did that. Or mm-hmm. wherever they were at in their life. And once I got to know them, I heard their story. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, look how far you've come. And we never give ourselves enough credit, but the social media scrolling and, and comparison has to stop. Absolutely. Comparison is the, uh, the enemy to success and the enemy to happiness. I want to take a second here and just acknowledge some of the beautiful people that are here have joined us. We got Eric in the house. He says, happy pizza Friday. What's up, Eric? Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I hope you're getting value out of this. We got Andrea in the house. She says, hello guys. Happy Friday. She says something brilliant, which is done is better than perfect. Yes. And the theme of this week has been taking imperfect action will create courage and confidence. Got the beautiful Miss Tara Murney. What's up? She says, hello, lovelies says also good job buddy yes slow down and enjoy every single moment is so true um we got uh we got uh, let's see da, 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 da. Serena, um, we, got adam, we got adam in the house what's up adam he says hello legends good to see you adam thank you for being here we got ray my brother ray from ray. another mother he's here thank you ray we got serena serena i was talking about you at the beginning of the show we were doing a little plug for help heal humanity of course and we were talking about the fact that we do need to slow down i'm looking at you serena my beautiful friend. Um, Ron says here, the universe is always uh, has ways to help you there, whether you want to or not. And you know yes. that too, Ron. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Tara says, love you all. Just a little plug there. Raise my right hand man on the, on the switchboard over here. So he's putting up your, your, your post already. Thank you. Um, that experience. Uh, Serena says here, I'm addicted to everything. Yes, she is. She's addicted to making the world a better place. Me um, too. We got, we'll have to we join us in that one. Yeah, we got Mary Sterling in the house saying good evening all. So you've mentioned it a few times. Talk to us about this book. Talk to us about what the inspiration was for writing this book. And then what is the difference between your book and other books about the same topic? So first of all, Scott, I want to make sure that I thank you for that. I want to make sure I answered your question. Did I miss the other Absolutely. part of it? I got no, it. was beautiful. I, yeah, it's good. I want to make sure I touched that. I'm, so thank you. So this is Finding Your Voice, Unlock Your Chains, and Unleash Your Greatness. That is a picture of me on Newport Beach not a photoshop i handed my cell phone to a stranger who happened to be quote unquote happened to be ironically whatever you want to say nothing is ironic Um, and intuitive 
And then I turned to his mother and she happens to be a medium with messages from my best friend in heaven. Whoa. Yeah, you didn't know that piece, yeah. That was, I'm like, are you kidding? It was the middle of an afternoon in the summer in California. I I almost, I wasn't, I'm like, Renee, why are you going to the beach now? It's already afternoon, you're never gonna get a spot. Oh my God, just go, go. And I went and I found a spot there was this woman that was at a meter that was broken. I'm like, hurry up lady in my head. Then I was like, no, maybe you can connect with her and she could take your picture for your book. She disappears. Big lady gone in thin air. She, it was only me and her. She's wow. gone. She, she literally was gone. I'm like, where did, where could she have gone? She was in front of my face. I blinked and she, I literally blinked and she was gone. I don't know. She was just not there. So, um, I saw that the meter was broken. I went to another one, got my my coins in. There's a point I'm telling you this story, not just to get the wow. I don't I don't need that. There's a bigger wow. I go, I get on the beach. The gentleman who ended up taking my picture, which is, again a stranger, I just walked up. He said, I said I was stopped at the you know at a meter. My the meter was broken. He goes, I wasn't here ten minutes ago. I just got here. My family came without me because I don't live with them. I met them here. He would not have been there had I gone the 10 minutes while I was stopped. He was arriving. Wow. You can't plan this. Uh -uh. And, and then there was this gal with a, with a, on the back of her t-shirt was a black shirt with white writing that said divine. Like I the, love it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, that day was set up for me. Every and day I, is set up for you. This world is day. for you, not to you. You know that. Yeah, it is. This, this world, yes. I just got to chill. I'm in California. I am, I'm not cold. She's not that far away from me, Scott. She's in Orange. We'll nope. have to meet up one of these days. Are nice, you? Nice. You're in You're in Cal? Southern no, Cal? Scott, Scott's in Austin, Texas. I said, you're in Cal. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I told you I'm in Riverside. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know you are. I thought, oh, my God, he is too. Yeah, I know. That was another thing. But when you were explaining Newport Beach and the broken meters and the hard parking, I was visualizing going through that little loop where you get, like, yeah. I, I saw the whole thing. Like, I was, like, I actually, I actually felt stressed when you said, should I go? And I'm like, no, no, go to a different beach. <laughs> yeah, no. no, go to one of the state parks down the street. Don't go to Newport Beach. Don't do it. it like, it felt beautiful. scary when you said it. I'm like, I, I love Newport Beach, the farmer's market. It's amazing. But it's like, can't they just have No, the actual somewhere? beach. I went to the actual beach. I brought my bathing suit because I was going to hang out there after I did this. But I didn't know who was going to take my picture. It wasn't like I had a team. I had a team of angels watching over me. Little did I know at that time. I uh, but I didn't come with, you know, here's my camera guy. And here's my, this. It mm -hmm. was like, That's but being followed by a beautiful, beautiful universe. And my day. And I still to this day have no idea what happened to that woman. I don't know. I know that she was probably sent there to, you know, keep me there for a minute while the guy was coming. And um, yeah. And then to find out his mother's a medium with messages about my book from my best friend. I'm not going to Have you met that. his mother? What if that lady was his mother? Oh, there you go. I want to thicken the plot here. I don't there want this go. to be I easy. Like I want to make there more coincidences. No, it was not. It was, they were different. They were completely different. But how crazy would that be if you're like, your mom looks a lot like that lady. No, no, they were, they <laughs> were not an angel. Yeah. They were not the same person whatsoever. Um, however, it was very interesting that that happened. Uh, and then to see the, the girl shirt with the word divine, I took a picture. I said, I need to take a picture of your, your shirt. This whole day has been amazing. It was like towards the end of the day, and I she's like standing in front of me with a shirt, 
and the whole thing about with you know divine interventions. I'm like, oh my god. Um, I had well, how a, long how long after you regained your voice did you write the book? So this so that was 2013. So there is another piece to this that I, I should say. So I was released from that 25 year career. I say the word released because it was a release mm -hmm. in 2017. My best friend transitioned in that was February that I was released in July of 2017. My dad was December of 2018. Oh, wow. So it was the 25 year career gone. Yeah. My best friend of about 20 years that we did everything and nothing together. We just spent, you know, lots of time together, just my best friend in the world. And then my dad. And, you know, uh, a lot of hard punches, really sucker punched. Uh, I thought the 2013 was a sucker punch. Then you have those three things happen in a short amount of time and you just get, you know, you're knocked all over the place. And I really didn't know what the heck I was going to do. I, I didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I do to figure it out, I just kept living life. I just, I woke up and, and God saw to it that I did wake up. Like I said, when I was in 2013, I didn't want to wake up. I didn't want to survive it. I didn't want to be here anymore because it was too painful and doctors didn't have any answers. When I got through and what helped me get through it was the grace of God, was having a best friend who came to me with a mask on and came up my stairs pre-COVID 2013. Nobody even knew about COVID. And she had cooked chicken for me and she had brought Gatorade and applesauce. I couldn't even swallow my own stuff, let alone any kind of food. Or But she knew I wasn't taking care of myself because I couldn't. I was too weak. And she knew I needed to. And so she would come and deliver. She knew I'd be home. I wasn't allowed. I was told you're so you can't be with the public. Literally, he spoke those words. You can no longer be with the public. Because I remember laying there on the gurney and said, it was like, you know, am I contagious? She goes, oh, you're highly contagious. I wrote that. You were infectious, but they still didn't know what to do for you, like antibiotics or like steroid injections or? No, because it wow. was, it was not, um, it wasn't bacterial. It was a virus. So they couldn't give me, take two pills and call me in the morning, take 10 right. of these, we'll check back with you. I kept getting my phone, kept ringing for, from, the, and I couldn't pick it up. There was no voice. I just let it go to voicemail. And I would say, this is your doctor's office. It would say, go for more blood work. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so weak. What, what more do you want from me? Like, I, that's what I was thinking. Like, what else can I give you? I, I, you know, I don't know how they were squeezing it out and I needed everything I, I, I had. And they were trying to peel back. Like I said earlier, that layers of the onion to see what is wrong. And you asked how long it took when, you know, when I sort of wrote the book. So all of that took place. The, 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 job uh, release, the, my best friend transitioning, my dad transitioning. I think it was in 2018 at some point. Well, yeah, because my dad passed while I was still writing the book, but I know he knows about it now. Um, and I said it, you know, it was 2020 when I released it right before COVID. I was going to do a book signing and then that thing hit <laughs> and I never did. Uh, but I know I do things in different ways to get my message out there to people. Um, and I'll talk about that in a minute too. So it took, I would say two years now, did it take two years to write what turned out to be 83 pages? No. What happened is I needed work. I was released. I said from a corporate job, I needed to get another job. So guess what this girl did? She tries to go back to the same kind of job she had that took her out of life. 
<laughs> That's Chris smart. and I have talked about this, you know, where he's like, should I go back? And he, like, if you ask me the question, I'm like, F no, like, no, but you know, you, you, you want to go back to safety and comfort. It's human nature. Scott, bingo. That's why you got to hang around with people like us who go, uh-uh, we're not letting you do this. We love you too much. Love you too much. Don't do it on my watch. Well, that's well. I, why did I do it? It's what I knew. 25 years. I was in corporate America. I would say 30 plus, maybe 35, long time. That company, 25. Last 10 of the 25, I was in management. So I was up there in the ranks. And as I said, taking care of all these departments, millennials, middle, older, everybody under the sun, corporate initiative they gave to me too. In addition to those teams, lots of, lots of running around. Uh, and then I said, well, I, God, I don't care what it says on the marquee. I could, I could do this with another company. And I started applying to all those kind of positions. And then they said, why do you want to work here? You can run this place. Oh my God, I, I I didn't want to run the place. I just wanted a job. And I had all this great experience and had all these awards and all these great accolades and all these things. Exactly. Yeah. You've, you've done all this. You've already, you, you this, they probably thought I was going to jump ship the next thing I got or that that's, you don't want a job in sales when you could run this whole thing. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> what the heck am I going to do? The thing I thought was going to be the easiest is like the most difficult. Like, I didn't care what it said, Mark. You just, just, somebody just hire me. Right. They wouldn't. Nobody. I mean, I even got recommendations from people in the business. No. Like, oh my God. Meanwhile, up there is probably laughing at me, go, are you for cotton picking yeah. real? Protecting Why you. The heck do you think you were pulled out? Not once, but twice. Why do you think that was done? Not to you, but for you. If you mm-hmm. go back, here and here again yeah what's wrong with that i needed i needed a job what was wrong with that i wanted to do something that i knew i could do it was mm-hmm. it was the safety uncertainty comfortability yep of course yep I so what you I ultimately could. end up doing what are you doing now now i do transformational mindset coaching there you go and this is what it's about because it was in my case losing my voice to find my voice now i help those struggling and suffocating in silence to find their voice with more confidence and courage and to be the leader in their own life successfully in their business and their personal life and their marriage, wherever that is in their fill in the blank, because the way we do one thing, I'm not going to say is the way we do everything, but it's the way we do most things Right. And in the book. And what I did in the book and I had these takeaway sections because after each, it's a thin, easy peasy read. And I'm going to make an offer to your, your, your audience here that I'm going to be able to do a kind of book signing for you. I'll tell you what I'm going to do in a second if anybody's interested. Um, and I literally leave three to four line pages for you to answer the question. I'm not going to say it's going to take three to four line pages. What I am going to say is that that now becomes an evergreen tool for you to utilize. Because I pose questions. This book wasn't written for me, but for the audience. And the journey of finding their own voice in their life. And there's this gal that I met on a Zoom call, I don't know, several months ago. And she kept showing up on different Zooms. Like, that's interesting. Here's this girl again. Mm. She says, Renee, I have so many books in my house. Yours is on my nightstand. It sits right next to my bed. And I do an exercise every single night and how much it's helped her in her own journey. I said, I am so happy to hear this. This is what it was written for. 
not for me and read, oh, poor me, the girl went to, this is not a sad book. This is not a book as far as she went here and then she did, I don't want to read a book that's sad. Go turn on the news. You could be sad for free and, and go just turn it on and that's what, you know, no. This is a book <laughs> about resiliency. This is a book about overcoming. This is a book about you. Well, you will find your own voice within my words. You will be able to speak them in your own, your own life. And that's why I did after each chapter, the questions are for what you just read. It's not what, are some of the, what are some of the questions? Like what, are, what are, what's like been the biggest question that people have said, wow, that really caused me to think. Great question. I love questions. Questions like the best. Cause when you ask the right question and you're honest with yourself, you can change everything. Like this week I've had such amazing success with asking people, when did it become acceptable to me be, to be mediocre? Like, well, Chris, it's never been, uh, Oh, I'm like, if it's not acceptable, then why are you allowing it? So these, what are some of the questions that you ask? These questions are based on the chapter they just read. So when they get the book and they read the chapter, they can then see some parts of the book, you're gonna, they're gonna laugh and go, that's so funny. I can't believe she even shared that with us. It's pretty funny that I would, you know, I'm sure that's gonna happen because people did say that to me. And then other parts, the readers will go, oh my God, that's so sad that this girl actually felt that way about herself. So the questions are based on the chapter that you just read. And they're like two page, they're really short chapters because I wanted to have 11 chapters for the divine number of 11. What I did anticipate mm -hmm. is having 83 pages. If you add eight plus three, that's 11. I couldn't wow. decide that if I planned it. I When I got the book, you know, this manuscript, you turn in a manuscript, you don't know what it's going to be with the font and the forward, oh. and the detail with contents. You don't know how many pages it's going to turn out. And I looked, I said, oh my God, no way. How did that happen? So it's it's really uh, it's really an incredible journey. And what I'm going to also say, and I was really blessed, two weeks ago Wednesday, so just two days ago, I launched the audiobook for my Finding Your Voice, Unlock Your Chains, Unleash Your Greatness. And people used to ask me, and in the the teaser of the book, I say people used to say, "Who's going to do your voiceover?" And then I say, <laughs> Are you "Kidding? Did you read the title?" Of course, you're going to do it. I did it. And I am just so honored and proud to lend my voice to this project of helping others find their voice and to be able to do the audio version. When I was laying on a gurney in a hospital, hearing the words that this might be permanent damage, that your vocal cords are riddled with sores and this could be, this could be it. To be able to stand in front of a microphone and do an audio for my own book to serve others. Yeah. Way, I am like this is just life coming to full circle to be able to serve and to give and to share. The story may be mine, but I know it resonates with people who are listening on ways that they have lost their voice in their business, in their life, for themselves, where they're not speaking their own truth because I did not. Mine, I truly believe, Chris and Scott that the physical loss of my voice manifested from the metaphoric loss of my voice in 100%. my people pleasing, fear of judgment, 100%. limiting beliefs, looking for mm -hmm. outside validation for inner self-worth. Yep. So yeah. here's a question. Here's a question, Renee, um, yeah. that I was thinking about because we've got some beautiful people have been in the show and some people who are close to us. A good friend of ours, Tracy Schmidt, um, you know, has um, very few parts of her limbs. Like she does not have one complete limb. She flies an airplane. She can drive. She's been a sailor at the highest mm -hmm. level, just a superhuman being. 
what I was thinking for you is, you know, you said you went to depression when you lost your voice because that was clearly part of your identity and you defined yourself through it, which many of us do. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a teacher. That's definitely an alignment to who I am. What would you tell somebody? Because there's somebody out there that might lose their voice or lose their sight or lose something. What would you have done? And what would you tell somebody else if you lost your voice and it was permanent? So let's say we're talking to you right now and you're typing in the comments. We're doing the show in a completely different way. Where do you think you'd be at if you never actually regained your physical voice? What kind of thing could you do? Because, because again, it sounds like, you know, that's something you needed back. And I'd like to go a little bit deeper with that because, I mean, I ask myself all the time, what if I couldn't play basketball anymore? You know, it's, not, it's just a side thing I do, but it's very good for me mentally. What if I didn't have my legs? What if I didn't, would I still be me? And what's the honest answer if you didn't get your physical voice back and what do you tell other people who maybe have lost their voice or have lost something or can't have it all back? What's your inspiration to them? Great one. That I was going to say, mm. fabulous question. Go so Scott. something that I, yeah, totally. That I used to believe, and I'm going to say this, the word believe has the word lie in it. B-E-L-I-E. I used to believe. Oh my gosh! Of course, he's got it. That's it. No, hold on, he's not the only one. Okay, wait a minute. My daughter took it. It's We're gonna ask this question. Hold on. Believe. I just had it right here, Chris. And I, oh, here, no, I got it right here for you, Scott. No, no, no. I got it. Hold on. Mm. Got it. Oh my gosh! I moved it. I forgot. Yeah. It was sitting right there. Nice. So what are my what are my hashtags? If anybody's following me, hopefully they will now. It's it's. I say several. I have several hashtags. One is believe, trust, faith, believe. Never give up be, but the first hashtag is always finding your voice. I wasn't going to bring this up at all, and I hope I don't start crying. Uh, the fact that I just said it means I might, so bear with me. You're in a safe spot. Uh, You're good. Okay. Best place um, to do it. We cry all the time. So you showed bracelets. I, I really didn't anticipate this at all. Divine this, timing. This is a bracelet. It doesn't say believe, but it is one of the hashtags. Like I said, I do faith, finding your voice, trust, faith, believe, never give up, be you. Never give up. This bracelet, baby. This bracelet I found on the bottom of my best friend's drawer after she left, transitioned. Now you say, why would you go into her drawer? What? Why did you do that? Don't ask me because I really don't know. I went there, and I it was under her her stuff, her clothes, I went there. I went into the bottom of her drawer. I don't know. She told you to. Something, I was going to say something. Yeah. Told me to, I did not go through every drawer of hers to start. That's like, who does that? That's a little weird. Mm -hmm. Who does that? Why would anybody do that? I mean, it wasn't like I went like, so ransacking her house. I mean, that's a little, that's strange. I didn't. I went into that one drawer. That, I, 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 I didn't know. I didn't. I, I didn't even know that I, I was looking for anything. I don't. I can't even answer you. I just know that I was guided there in some way. I didn't go to every drawer. I didn't go. My best friend in the world. Mm -hmm. I went and I got this. I saw this. I said, "Oh my god, she wants me to have this." Now I feel Beautiful. the emotion. Beautiful. So. So we, we also talk about being unstoppable. So there's there's another there's another divide. All those thing. words are the same yep. things leading back. And mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was I was wearing this all the time, and then it's sort of wearing out, and I don't want to have to 
you know, like some of the, the white was coming off because I was wearing it all the time. So now I don't. Um, I do wear this one. This was hers as well, this hanging one she. So, and she, she had given me this years before just to have something of hers, maybe something that she knew. I don't know. I don't know if there's, you know, I think she was just a really special person um, in this, on this physical planet. And I, I feel grateful. Um, to that is awesome, Renee. Renee, we actually have been going for 51 minutes. I'll give you a time to, to collect yourself for a second. Okay. Renee has been awesome. We, uh, we've got your link up there in the chat so people can go check out your book. Um, actually, Ray posted Go Love Now because you got to go love now. Um, you, Ron says here, confirming you're in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. And I, I posted this earlier, but uh, Andrea says, love this. So where can people get a hold of you, continue the conversation with you, Miss Renee? What's the best place for people to, to catch, with, uh, catch yeah. up with you? I, I'm going to uh, put my link tree because I got all my social media. Yeah, ReneeRice.com. Um, what I'm going to do, yeah, definitely put my link tree up there because it's got all my social media. I've got a Facebook group called Finding Your Voice for Coaches and Entrepreneurs. So please welcome to join that. And then also what I said I was going to offer your, your people watching or listening is that if you want an autographed copy of my book, and the audio is on there too. It's not audible. There's an audio on it. Yeah, my link tree, absolutely. That's beautiful. I'm offering a 30-minute complimentary consultation if you want to do a meet and greet. You get that. Also, there's 10 steps of finding your voices on there. That's also complimentary. But if you would, anybody like this book to be autographed, it won't be the book itself, but you get the book. I'm going to send me your email and the, that you got the book. So send me a little screenshot or something. And I'm going to email you a Word document with a special message to you once you send me the screenshot that you got the book or the audio, either one, I'll do it for either one. And once I know you've got it, I will send you a personalized message with my autograph on it for you to insert, to print out and insert into your copy of your book or to have it for your audio. I would love Beautiful. to let me know that. Just message me on Facebook Messenger or Instagram. I'm, I'm there uh, and I'd love to connect. So please reach out, schedule your appointment. I just really love connecting with others. I know there's so many lives I'm here to touch and to impact, inspire. I love to get my book into schools and universities because I wish I had this when I went to school. I'm a psychology major. I would have loved to have taken these, you know, these questions and answered them and gone into groups. I could see this helping so many, help, helping so many groups out there, whether it's schools, universities. Um, I want to get with Oprah. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I know how. Well, I'm going to tell you why. I believe as a young girl, she lost her voice when she was raped and molested and she couldn't speak about it and she had to find it all over again. So I, these are people I really want to be able to impact and, and, and help them, but especially our youth, the young children, boys and girls and the college students in America and even out of America around the world to help them in finding their own voice. Being isolated for the last few years with COVID slowly hasn't helped anybody. Yeah. yeah. So, so true. To help them. Very true. Yeah. Renee Reich. Thank you. So not Roush, but Reich. Thank, thank you so much for being here on the Unfiltered Experience. You're awesome. We're going to place you backstage for just a second. Scott and I are going to finish out the show, but don't thank go anywhere. So much. Hang on. Thank love you. Thank you. you. Thank you for being here. You rock. And there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of the Unfiltered Experience. Scott, final thoughts. You asked some really great questions today. I love them. Thank you, Chris. Um, you did too. I think we we did it. We did a fine job today, Chris. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, the, the thing that just kept coming to mind, and I had asked the question at the end, was I was like, "Well, what if you didn't get your voice back?" 
And so the thing I want to put a summary on, and I heard it a lot in her voice and uh, the word was mentioned a few times is gratitude. You know, when we lose something and we get it back, we have a sense of gratitude and we're like, wow, we're so lucky. You know, now I appreciate it. You know, whether you lose an item and you find it or a friend goes away and moves back or a relationship, you break up, you come back, then you feel more grateful. But sometimes we don't get it back. And I want to just tell everybody out there, if you don't get your voice back, if you don't get what you lost back, that space created by the universe is something that the universe is putting out there. Now, in this case, this seemed like a uh, a classic, you know, getting hit by the freight train. There was probably mm -hmm. taps of the lesson, like slow down, slow down, move from head to heart. And it wasn't happening. And so the voice loss, in my guess, is probably a universal. We're going to stop you and then we're going to give it back once you're ready. And so... I think there's another thing the universe does. Like I said, it's going to create space and says, this is no longer something you need. We've got something bigger and better to put it in there. And I would say to anybody listening to this podcast, whether it's a video version or listen to it audio, really think about that. If there's something you lost and you feel like you can't go on, take a moment to allow yourself in your heart to let the universe put in that space what needs to be in there because you are perfect as is in spirit. And Chris and I love you guys more than you'll ever know. And whatever you've lost will be replaced by something bigger and better if you allow it. So um, yes. beautiful message by, I mean, beautiful, beautiful message. Everything she said was fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Renee was fantastic. And I just wanted to add that because I think that's an important piece. Chris, what do you got, brother? It's so true. It's so true. <clears throat> I was telling somebody the other day, there's a there's a movie out there called The Sound of Metal. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's a documentary. Like, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a film. And it's about a heavy metal drummer who loses his ear, his hearing. And I can't give away the, the movie in its entirety, but go watch it because he has an opportunity to get his hearing back and he sort of does, but then he realizes that there's a blessing in not having his hearing. And there's a different world that opens up for him. His senses are awakened in different ways. And sometimes often when we lose something, we think perceptually that we've lost it, but then we shift our perspective and that we have to look at what it is that we gain. You know, if we lose our eyesight, we gain better hearing, we gain better sense of smell, different things like that. So when we we think we lost something, we have to open our mind, open our mind and think about what it is that we've gained because so oftentimes that we're, we're focusing on the things that we've lost and we continue to focus on the lack and the scarcity and we find more of that. But honestly, when you sit there and you focus and you get back into gratitude and ultimately, like Renee said, the bigger message for me is like, you got to listen to your body and you got to stop and you got to slow down and you really got to smell, smell the roses and really prioritize what it is that you're really here for. Because in the grand scheme of things, we're here for a second. You know, that dash between the time we're born and the time we die, we're here for a nanosecond. We think we're going to be remembered for all these glorious things and all these different things. We're going to be remembered by the way we make people feel. And so I just call out to you guys, me and Scott come here every single week, go out there and make people feel significant. Go out there and let your family members know that you love them every day. Tell them why you love them. Tell them because you never know it's going to be your last conversation. I'll end with this and it's going to be a dark one, but I just want to emphasize this. Barb told me last night we were sitting in bed and she was looking at her phone. A family of six got killed going through an intersect. No, actually six people got, I'm sorry, six people got killed yesterday when an, you should see this video. This car goes through an intersection, probably doing a hundred miles an hour, clips a few cars. This guy lost his wife. He lost his two kids. He lost his dog all in a nanosecond. All in it. Cause some guy, somebody, or actually it was a female drove through the intersection at a hundred miles an hour. Somebody clipped some cars. She survived, but that guy went home to nothing. 
So you never know when it's going to be your last opportunity. So ladies and gentlemen, take stock, take a moment to really think about why you're here, the legacy you want to leave, what your priorities are. And most of all, if you catch yourself saying you have to do something, I have to do this, I have to do this, ask yourself why you have to do it. And in, in exchange, ask yourself why you get to do it why you get to do it. Amen. We love you guys. We're going to be here back next Friday, 5 p.m. Normal time, Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you guys have any ideas for topics or guests you'd like to have us on the show, please reach out to us. And as always, make sure you guys go check out The Unfiltered Experience, www.theunfilteredexperience.com. Join the Facebook group community. Come on there, engage with us when we're not here on the show. We love and appreciate you. So whether you're watching live or on the replay, if this show impacted you, please share this out. Share that out with a couple of comments and say, hey, I just listened to Renee, listened to Scott and Chris, and I got inspired and I got to think about things differently. And uh, share that out as your social currency and invite people to come check out the show because we're here every single week and we do it straight from the heart just to impact the world and make you guys better people and to make the world a better place. So we love you guys. We'll see you next week on the unfiltered experience. Go be brave. Love you. Love you. Love you.